0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. This is our New Year's Eve special, and joining us now is Baby New Year, Bobby Blaze.
1: (laughs) Happy fucking New Year, man! And hopefully, it's going to be a lot fucking better than last year. By God! How are you, Professor?
0: I am doing okay, Bobby. How are you?
1: Fine, actually. You know what? By the time we get to some Tuesday, it won't even. It'll still be twenty twenty, but fuck
0: yeah but <laughs> download
1: it if you already downloaded it imagine this fucking better and it's 2021 how's yeah. that Yeah,
0: <laughs> see i'm i'm afraid we're going to slip into year two of 2020 instead of actually getting a 2021 <laughs> but this year yeah. already feels like it's gone on for five so you know I yeah mean, yeah, hell yeah,
1: hell yeah. I, uh buck it seemed like there was back when we first locked down or something is like uh Three week went by or something, and like man, that's that's been a long. That that week was the longest six months or something. Yeah, like that. you know, like just little stuff like that. I'm sure you saw some of them too, and I'm like fuck, man. And then he's crazy. um And I, I've only seen him just on Twitter, but not. I'm, I imagine are all over Instagram, more probably Facebook too. The memes about the uh, you know 2020, if it was a beer. Or excuse me, if it was a drink rather, or if it was a, a meal, we already named it would have been a shit sandwich if it was a sandwich. But uh, yep. you know, I've just seen other people say, you know, if if if, if it was a drink, you'd be um, uh, Colossomy prep. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I've, I've had to go Christ. through that so.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and we, you know, we had all these shows planned, but I had a feeling by the time we hit the end of the year, we were just going to kind of fucking bullshit for a while, you know? I just kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolute.
1: Um,
0: yeah, this yeah, year went no, on so long.
1: Listened, fans. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. As this year has gone along, there's like everything. I'm like, fuck was that last week or 18 months ago?
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> week 59 of 2020.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, just everything. My sense of time is just completely destroyed now you know yeah um yep. you know I, I get up i go to work i come home and <laughs> that's it <laughs> I mean, that's that's what i do now you know like um uh, my kid and grandkids <laughs> came over last night to watch uh watch some star wars for a bit and that's like the, that's the first time i talked to people since i left work on wednesday you know, I mean, it's okay. just, it's just been like this <laughs> yeah. weird period of, well, cause you know, they, they had Corona for fucking two weeks. They couldn't right. be around anybody. Yeah, Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, this has just been a fucked up mess. And I was, I was talking to one of my dad's sisters, uh, this week and she, so far this year, she lost her hair salon, which has been in the same place since 1978 sure. and yeah. it's gone um but Man. she she can't work right now cuz four of her cuz she's working for a different salon Four of the customers there came down with corona so they had to shut the place down and um you know but Jake Paul can get a fucking $35,000 grant from the government fucking Joel <laughs> Osteen can get millions of dollars but my aunt can't get coverage for her fucking business for 6 months I you hear know, you. I am I, hear you. I am sick to death over the politics in this country because while we're all over here arguing about bullshit that doesn't matter real people are losing their fucking
1: businesses yeah
0: and their lives and their lives so yeah.
1: livelihood or life or both yeah
0: so, and you know real uh, quick i don't want to stay in the downers but i wanted to hit these numbers no. real quick here um, yeah go ahead. Um, <clears throat> as we out close here. out as we close out 2020 in this country there have been 19,454,816 cases of the coronavirus 340,247 deaths, 11,418,322 people have recovered from it. Those are big numbers. Yeah. That's um, that, that's worse than that time VD started swinging around town, you know?
1: Man. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I know early on they, you know, oh it, at one point it'll be gone by April, and then it's like, oh, we're only looking at probably... 200,000 cases, you know, and then it's like, here we are at 300,000, you know, deaths plus. But anyway, um, anyway, how about telling us about Audible so we can get that out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got an ad for Audible. We got to get this in here. Yes, we do. Um, It's a pretty good gig for you and for the podcast if we get some people on board with it. So uh, tell them about it.
0: All right. Well, right now you can sign up for Audible free for 30 days. It's an audio book company. That you can download right to your phone or computer or whatever. Um, I actually when I drove around more, I used to go through about five books a month this way on Audible because you know I was in my car quite a bit. Um, but you can try it out free for 30 days after that. There's a subscription price that you can pay, just to stay with it. But if you like books but don't have a lot of time to read, or you know, have it's have an easier time listening to something, give Audible a listen. Go to tinyurl.com slash BB Audible. And, All right. Uh, try it
1: out. Yeah, give it a try, man. Give it a try. Uh, You asked me a question here. I'm, I'm thinking they'll figure something out. I don't know. But um, the question you had was, are movie theaters dead? Uh, when I said they'll figure something out, um, obviously streaming, but the movie theaters themselves, I'm going we'll to come back to that one second. I think, mm-hmm. I think, and I'm hoping maybe, um, uh, driving movies will come back. You know, maybe oh, yeah. drive-in movie, we'll make a comeback. You know, I know there's a lot of comedians out there doing, um, uh, they were doing some shows, outdoor shows, at these drive-in theaters that do exist. And um, I even know, I think in West Virginia's work with that, they've had at least one, if not two, wrestling shows outdoors at a at a drive-in that, you know, drive up and social distance all that. As far as movie theaters, what are they going to do, um, Jeremy, is uh, are you going to put pa- pla- uh, plexiglass dividers between several you know, rows of seats? Are you going to social distance every three seats? Um, and then, of course, you have to disinfect after every, you know, time a movie releases comes out and the next group of people go in for the next viewing or what have you. So I don't know. I think they'll figure something out, but I don't think it'll be. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever go back uh, soon, you know, yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, and I I used to go every, when I was younger, a whole lot more, but. Myself and a couple of buddies, we were going for a long time every, um, not every one Sunday a month, is what I'm trying to say. Had just a good group of guys, anywhere between seven to 10, would get together, um, anywhere between, you know, your age to my age, a little bit older, um, 40 to 60 range, and just a couple of guys get out of house and go to a damn movie, you know, and yeah. uh, sit there and be sarcastic about the movies. But I don't know that I'll ever get to do it again to be honest with you so i don't know what's your opinion
0: well you know so warner brothers has announced they're going to be putting everything for the next year it's going to open on the theater and stream for 30 days starting on the same day um you know and i was thinking about like when you go to the movie theater say like it's the new star wars movie or captain america or something and You always get like a seat if you buy late, you get a seat that's off the left, too far forward, and you can't see the screen properly. Some loudmouth asshole breathing through his mouth, eating boogers, is sitting next to you. Um, you know, nowadays with the coronavirus, you know, you you don't even have that because you don't want to be in there at all. Um, so I think if the opening at home goes at the same time, yeah, I think it's going to be really bad for theaters. I believe mm-hmm. AMC or somebody has already decided to close down for the next year, mm. um, which, of course, is just more lost jobs and shit like that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, maybe we'll see more stuff like, um, you know, like a couple of these big places shut down and somebody local buys the, the theater and does more like. You know, come see Casablanca on Tuesday night and bring a bottle of wine or whatever. You there know. you
1: go. I'd like that, like an old film. Yeah, uh, like a film noir. You know, just uh, have a have small theater and you charge two bucks or twenty bucks, whatever it may be. You have a small viewing audience and, like you said, uh, uh, they either uh, maybe sell some beer inside or or some wine, or you could bring your glass of wine. Um, you know, like you said, maybe something like that'll happen, you know. Yeah, um, yeah you know. I don't think it'll happen on those large, <coughs> large uh cinema one through ten plexes or whatever, but but uh, maybe a couple of those would pop up, man. That'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it would be, you know. they uh, we here in Modesto, we have a place called the State Theater, and it's kind of like that where they do like old matter of fact. A year or two ago, I took my grandson to see Empire Strikes Back there, which is going to be his only opportunity to see one of the original Star Wars movies on a big screen, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, most theaters now are those six to 12 screens. And, you know, I don't see if this is the thing, if this is going to be what's happening. I don't see a lot of people standing in line to go pay, you know, because like me and my ex, we used to go to the theater. It'd be a hundred bucks to go see the newest movie, you know. By the time you buy tickets and, you know, foods and snacks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is this could really ruin filmmaking because, you know, guys like uh, Denny Villeneuve and um, all the guy who did the Dark Knight movies, they're not writing for the small screen, you know. Yeah. Uh, Inception was not written to watch on your TV at home or your phone. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was written to be seen on a full screen. And so I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't know, but I don't see how movie
1: theaters come out and are the same thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and like you said, there's a, some movies you that are meant to be seen in a movie theater mm-hmm. with other fucking human beings. Yes, you know. The so, reaction, yeah. 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 Well,
0: it's like wrestling. Yeah.
1: The lack of the, the crowd. Yeah. yeah, the lack of the
0: crowd can take the oxygen right out of the room.
1: Yeah. And you had posed the question and I misinterpreted earlier, uh, about, um, best new Year's shows. And, um, I know we we will get to that later on. I just, when I, when I tried to watch earlier this year, I, I tried to watch a little AEW and I tried to watch the WWE, I think SmackDown. No, what was, um, the other one, I'm sorry, not SmackDown. I may have turned to SmackDown, but, uh, um, no, the fuck it was early on. You, we, we talked oh. about it and, um, I just ended up not liking either one of them because there was no fan interaction. Yeah. Uh, the the, the sale university, wherever the, the younger people are at or sent to or whatever that's called. Fuck. I'm going Oh, a
0: yeah. So am I now. But,
1: yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Fuck me. NXT. 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 Thank you. I tried, if you recall, we tried somewhere in late March, early April. We had tried a couple of different shows um, and I, like I said, I think, no, I did a SmackDown cause that's a Friday show, but, but I think it was NXT and I think I'd done an AEW and I was like, ah I just can't get into it, man. You know? Um,
0: but anyway, well, yeah, without,
1: weird. yeah, without a crowd, it's just, it's, yeah, uh, we talk about movies and and same thing with wrestling, like yeah. you said. Um, so let's go to, um, a little bit of wrestling talk here. Uh, and, and I know we've got to get to some other stuff. And, and we will, as we get further down the list here, some, some things going on and people mm-hmm. passing, et cetera. But um, let's put out, let's just talk a little bit about our, our, our year. What we did, first of all, we got back to podcasting this year. So that's yes. a big plus. So um, I kind of put out there just a few of our shows, um, it's like a little poll, if you will. Uh, if you go to Twitter, I'm at BobbyBlade744. Jeremy is at the Geekish Cast or you can go to the joint account at bell to bell blaze on twitter also jeremy has a facebook page it's called uh, bell to bell blaze on facebook uh we do have a facebook uh, excuse me a youtube channel it's still out there it's not real active as far as putting anything new up on that text friend. but you know there's a 100 and uh, or 1.6 million views over there on it at tinyrail.com slash BBB video. And I know the professor has uh, started uh, somewhat of a, a new Bell to Bell podcast official uh, YouTube page. We just haven't got a lot on there right now. But we are working on little things like that. Nonetheless, this year we've had some fun podcasts. Um, we started back um, uh, while we had missed for a few months and we've we done one on the corona mm-hmm. and then of course we had Ron fuller on it Ron Fuller Welch so if you're doing a shot today professor better do one. I just mentioned the fuller Welsh name I'm surprised, game, yeah, right? I'm surprised yeah I'm surprised
0: we're this far into the show and that's the first time that the, yeah. that name has come up yeah um,
1: and it was great to have Ron on the show I man it was a tremendous guest full of knowledge and history and and um, go to tnstud.com. you find Ron there um, he's got his book Brutus on sale and He's got the old Continental tapes on sale or DVDs, et cetera. So, but uh, one of the things I thought was fun is I kind of matched up all of our podcasts. me I mean, you can just kind of talk through each one of them. The first one I put out there was we've done a – done – the professor done a lot of homework on this one. It was uh, the pre-NWA title show, and I just kind of matched it up with the NWA title show. Um I enjoyed doing both of those, but that pre-NWA title show, man, we got to really go back and get some real rich history. Yeah. Uh, would Would you say it was a better, sh- we're not trying to compare <laughs> which was better or worse, I guess. Which ones do you enjoy doing more, I guess? Um,
0: you know, I, I, okay, so I had been, during our downtime, I had been prepping an idea for either a YouTube show or a um, another podcast that was going to be, about the world title, starting in 1905 and then going as far as I could take it. So, Mm -hmm. for me, the pre-NWA show was more interesting to do, but I also got to apply more of what I had spent the last two or three months researching Mm -hmm. on. So, for me, yeah, I'd go with the pre-NWA show for me personally, but as far as relevance, I would say for most listeners, the NWA show was probably more...
1: Yeah, you know,
0: entertaining. Because then you're hearing names you know, you know, you're able to. I mean, we were talking about you know the most recent champion as much as anything.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I'll throw this out there. The next two shows that followed was the AWA and the WWE, and I think we both decided after. Now I can't speak for you, but I think after we'd done all those shows, the pre, the NWA, the AWA, and the WWE, it seemed like we really. We really got into the NWA show more than any of them. It seemed like to me. Yeah. As, as interesting as fun as the as the AWA show was, um, and we didn't browbeat the WWE folks. I'm not saying that we had fun doing it, but I, I still think that NWA. I think our loyalty to the NWA showed that. And I know you grew up a lot like I did with a lot of AWA early on. Yep. But I think as far as the shows go, the NWA show was a really good episode.
0: Yeah, because you know when Roy Shire folded up here in the early '80s. Vern Gagne was the, the guy who was running shows in San Francisco after that, most of the time. So, okay. yeah, for us, that was definitely part of it. And I, I think Vern even kind of started to muscle in on uh, okay. Roy Shire here a little bit before then.
1: Okay um we jumped to which i was surprised i think uh bam bam gordy is one of our most popular shows if i'm not mistaken yep and i kind of matched him against the bruiser brody because we'd done those two kind of brawlers together there um big guys big men if you will um i don't know who's going to win that poll but uh i know we had fun doing it and i was I, i really was surprised that on our listens, I think Brody is still leading, or excuse me, Bam Bam is still leading into Brody um, as far as listens go. Yeah. Uh, the that's last, one of the most popular ones this year, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Last time I checked, it was still our number one episode since we'd been back.
1: Um, the Bam Bam Gordy one? Yeah, time? Bam Bam. Cut, um, what you I know, thought, what I'm, I'm going
0: to say, you know, we'll, we'll check it when we come back next week or the week yeah. after. But um, I will say my guess is on your poll, it is either going to be a fifty-fifty split, or it's going to be like fifty-two forty-eight. It's not going to get further apart than a couple points.
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty much it's been fifty-fifty at ten votes, and right now I just had another vote come up to eleven votes, and it's Brody uh, fifty-five and Bam Bam forty-five percent. But again, there's still twenty hours left on the poll, but but again, I, I agree with you. It's going to be fifty-fifty. Um, there's no there's no one. Uh, the AWA show has 16 votes and it's got 56% of the votes over the WWE one on the, um, I know Nate or man, Nate out there like that pre NWA show, but, um, it's a runaway right now at the NWA show, as far as percentages go. Um, let's take this one. This one's kind of surprising me. And I, you could tell me about their listeners. I, I think I know which one led in the listeners. But I was surprised. But I put the next two together was the Sheik one. Um, I like to hurt people uh, versus Abdullah the butcher, the Abby one, and we've got twenty votes on it also. Um, which did you enjoy one of those episodes more than the other? Um, you know what? I I know
0: Abby better than the Sheik, so for me, I probably would lean towards that one just because of yeah.
1: you know familiarity. Well, that's a bigger lead right now at uh, 53% to 37% is Abby. And I'm surprised at that because I really thought we'd done a good job on the Sheik uh, podcast. I don't think that's a reflection of our podcast. I'm just saying what people liked of those. I think you're right. Abby's going to probably win that one. Um, and, you know, we tend <coughs> to, and you're going to get into this in just a second and we get to the next one. Um, I think it's the next one. Um, let me see. No, we got one more to go before we get to territories. Um, the... Uh, I think when you get into some um, and you get into that podcast, that comes across in your voice so much, yeah. it really draws our listeners in. And maybe we drew more listeners in because of our enthusiasm for Abby more so than a sheik. I don't know. So um, the next one I found really interesting. Um, I don't think you'll find it surprising, though. Um, Gary Hart and Jimmy Hart. Who do you think on that one? Again, we got about 20 votes on that. Again, there's about 20 hours left on this.
0: Um. Okay. If I if I were going with that one, I would say Gary Hart probably. I would say Gary Hart's probably a runaway favorite.
1: He absolutely is right now. Sixty six percent to eleven percent to eleven. Excuse me to twenty one percent to eleven percent other. But um, yeah, that Gary Hart one. That that was a tremendous podcast, man. Uh-huh. We fucking. We would that's one of them days we were on, you know. Yeah, You just absolutely. know, like, man, we're just having a good podcast. And then you listen to the playback, and you're like, yeah, this this was this was right on, man. Um, and we really gave out a lot of knowledge out there because we had, we had access to the book um, that um, that we read, and and we shared a lot of stuff a lot of people didn't know.
0: Yeah, there was so, a lot of uh, new information there. Yes, it's yes. that that's always going to be, you know. And yeah, you're right. I think when we hit something where we're having a good time researching it and talking about it, I think it definitely because I can hear the difference when I edit the show. I'm not saying we don't like the other episodes, right? But you know, when we were talking about, hey, let's do a Gary Hart episode, we were both like, fuck yeah, let's do a Gary
1: yeah. Hart episode. but well, if you remember when we we were when we was tra- we were changing seasons. Um, and I can't remember what we had actually done, but we had like two we had like two more episodes to do of, of what we had planned, and you sent me a text. I think it came up on my Twitter text. I could be wrong. It may have been personal, but you said, why don't we do one on Bam Bam Gordy? And I went, fuck, yeah, and mm-hmm. I couldn't just wait. So maybe that's why we were so enthusiastic, but we waited like three weeks to do that one, you know? so maybe that enthusiasm came through. The same thing with the Gary Hart that we were like, You were talking, we were talking about something, uh, and that's the next poll was Texas versus Memphis, uh, the WCCW versus the the CPA, uh, which Texas is winning about 53% to the 35%. But we were speaking about something in Texas, uh, again, maybe it was because we had done Gordy or or, or Brody or something, when all of a sudden you you said Gary Hart, and I was like, write that fucking name down, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and we got excited about it, you know. So, um, anyway, I just said that Texas was, uh, in a poll which got about 20 votes. Usually on my polls, uh on a good one, I get over about 120. It just depends how stupid it might be. But usually I average about 60 votes in a 24 hour period, 60, 62 votes, something like that on my uh, Twitter analysis. So I imagine we'll get quite a few more. Um, you know, it's just now Sunday afternoon here. And, by, you know, by Tuesday, I'll have a, a more, you know. The next one I did, and this is no surprise, um, it was Gino Hernandez versus Jerry Lawler. It's kind of close. I think it'll be like the Brody-Gordy one. It could go either way. Um, it's it's just 53% to 47% right now. But um, I I don't know. Um, with that Texas and Gary Hart, man, so, we, you know, our Mid-South crowd and our Texas crowd, uh, maybe they'll win the whole entire poll. I don't know. You know yeah. It seems like it's early on, it's seeing that way.
0: Um, yeah, you know, I'm a little shocked that Memphis and Texas are, af- are as far apart as they are right now, and maybe that's yeah. just maybe that wears itself out over time. Maybe it'll you know their edges come down a little bit, but yeah. um, you know now the Gino Hernandez versus Jerry Lawler. Uh, Jerry Lawler is still alive. Jerry mm-hmm. Lawler is less of a question mark. Gino's been dead for 35 years. Yeah.
1: Like um
0: and probably besides oh was he murdered you know, watch next on this stupid fucking YouTube video. That's, yeah, that's probably what most people get for Gino. And instead, we were talking about cool shit like being buried with two two magnums of champagne, a fucking <laughs> a, you know an eight ball in your fucking pocket, in your American yeah. Express card. You we're know? telling
1: the fucking truth. Yeah, spit that truth out, brother.
0: Yeah, Putting you know, it's,
1: over even in death. Put yeah, yeah,
0: over. it's you know because we're not here. We don't. We try not to fucking focus on the dark side of shit. You know. Yeah. There's some yeah. dark shit out there, but you know, and what?
1: hopefully that shows later on yeah. in the podcast today too. Yeah. Uh, so let me go through one more here, and the last one on the poll. I'm 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 surprised, not surprised. Okay. Um, the Thanksgiving special versus the Christmas special. Thanksgiving specials got 55 percent versus twenty seven percent. That Christmas special, once again, we were on. I had someone text me that knows me that that uh, listened to the podcast, and he sent me a message the other day. Said, "Hey, can you send that to me? I got to send it to my dad. He really wants to hear that, you know." And I'm like, "Sure." And um, so I just, you know, went on and sent the link to him uh, via uh, uh, direct message or whatever. But that that Thanksgiving one, I think we were really on on that one too. It's pretty funny. We had a good we had a good time with both. Yeah. uh, I'm not surprised on this that it's leading at that much right now.
0: Um, Christmas special. I'm a little shocked that it's that far ahead because that one was. I mean, for us, that was pretty avant-garde. Yeah, (laughs) you know we (laughs) we were referencing old TV shows and stuff. Um, But what does stand out is our historical matches. We were able to get a lot more information about Thanksgiving Night, 1978. Then we were yeah. at Christmas uh, 63 73 and 78
1: yeah yeah and you know honestly um, I'm not trying to put anything on you you had been sick though and I just got what I could you so I'm surprised you found what you did you know <laughs> uh, if if you had not been sick I'm I wouldn't be surprised if you may had found a um, a little bit more about the matches or something in, in, in around Christmas time you know Yeah. Um, so uh I know you I know we put our best effort into every episode. Oh, sure. It's just one of those times that you know, like, oh, we found this, we found that. And then we didn't really we didn't really TV theme it, but we did have um some movie themes or 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 Christmas shows that we liked and stuff. And I sent you a direct message, maybe I've sent it out there to Twitter world, I'm not sure. I decided, I think, Jeremy, I really do, I liked Frosty the Snowman, and then you came back with two more, and I think those are probably my top three, and that's Frosty and uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and The Peanuts. One. Those probably are my three favorite uh, Christmas movies uh, once I got to thinking about it, once we got off the air the other day. And when I ate lunch um, on Christmas Day, I actually went to YouTube and watched The Frosted Snowman, believe it or not. So um, uh, that's about the only Christmas movie I've watched uh uh, this year so far but anyway that's just uh, neither here nor there just something to throw out at you well yeah so for uh, me the, P- the peanuts
0: one was the one i wanted to see every year that was the one i looked forward to. Oh, okay um okay. you know now rudolph you know is a little kid that's probably the most famous song that gets stuck in your head so that's that's a give
1: yeah
0: uh so those were those were two of mine i mean i probably like what was the other one the island of misfit toys or You know, that claymation where there's, like, all the broken toys or whatever out in the North Pole? That's probably another one, but, um, you know, but honestly, push come to shove on a peanut specials. It's the Great Pumpkin. Charlie Brown is probably my
1: favorite. Okay, and I'm wondering if we ran a poll on that, which one of those two, if it'd be the Great Pumpkin or uh, a Christmas one. uh, What is it? The tree one, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd say the Great Pumpkin is one of would would win to be honest.
0: Yeah, but I'll I'll say that almost everybody out there probably has that little cheap tree that the plastic one that comes in a box and looks just like that Charlie Brown tree.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck. I'm such a drench. I didn't even put up a tree this year. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. It's
0: you know I had a hard time accepting that it was Christmas this year.
1: You know? Yeah, well, he took uh, fourteen months to get here. You know? <laughs> ah, yeah, well, you
0: know, and for me, my grandkids are sick with with corona a week ahead of it. You know, yeah. oh yeah, hey, yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, like I told you before we started, I've had trouble getting motivated for a couple of weeks now, and with
1: good reason, I understand. Yeah, you know?
0: and I think a big part of that was just you know, Christmas was like, I, I Bobby, I, I've had to lie to my grandson and tell him his presents are on the way, and I'm I'm ordering them today.
1: So, i like to hope you don't listen to this podcast. Well, you know <laughs> what I'm
0: hoping is his dad doesn't let him listen to this because he doesn't yeah. need to hear the kind of language we throw around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true, man. Yeah, eighteen or older, please. Yeah, that's uh, um. There,
0: there was two things that's, that kind of freaked me out in the past is um, Teeny Jarrett's grandson. I I don't know if you listened to the episode or the YouTube video where we talked about his grandmother a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, I
1: met him down at
0: WrestleCade. Real nice guy. Yeah, it's, but you know, probably a nice Christian Southern boy, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And I, I would think, imagine. Yeah, and I'm just thinking of the shit we say, and he's listening to us drop <laughs> f bombs next to his grandma's <laughs> yeah. name, you know. Yeah. And then the other one was, I know, back when we first started, we talked about the Von Erich family one time, and you got a nice email from Kevin Von eric Yes. Who is a born-again Christian? I'm just thinking, oh, fuck. You know, I, I can only imagine the words we were dropping in there, and this poor guy is probably yeah. wincing every time we say something. You know, God, Jesus. Yeah,
1: but you know, here's the thing. We're not doing it for shock value. Mm-mm. It's just the way we talk. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, when I wrote my books, you know, I just, if I said a sentence that, you know, a guy's in the locker room and he said, fuck you, I didn't put what well, a guy said, screw you. I just kind of wrote that that's the way, you know, that's the way I talk, you know. So, um I know I just gave myself a segue to the books right there, but that's not my point. Um, it's just this just the way you and I talk. We're off the air. We talk about you know movies and 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 uh, today we just talked about tequila. You know, last mm-hmm. week I think we talked about whiskey a little bit. Yeah, you know, we we just we just talk and a F bomb shows up here or there. And it's not because we're like oh let's let's shock our audience. You no, know, it's just the fucking way we talk. Yeah. You know, without trying to, but um. So anyway. Yeah, uh, both those guys are good guys, and uh, and they're adult males, so I, I think they probably oh, understand.
0: Oh, look, I am I'm, I'm sure during Kevin's younger days, him and all his brothers probably said worse shit than we say on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, we're over here talking about this guy in his celebrity status from back in the day. And yeah. his and his family, you know, talking about his parents a and
1: putting them over. That's one thing. Oh, absolutely. We haven't talked shit about anyone on this show. Um, We've had a big WWE rant. Yeah, that was good, but we haven't really put anyone down per se. Well,
0: there's there's Jock Sampson.
1: Well, I know that, but
0: but you know he's don't make he's,
1: me say Jock don't count. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know.
1: No, he does. <clears throat> and, and and you know thing about Jock. He is a good old boy, but he's just got his fucking ways, man. I don't, I don't know. That's just the way he is.
0: I mean, he acts like
1: thinking of one night stands. And uh, (laughs) Casey King went out and got a picture of himself beside a one night stand. It was by the bed stand, (laughs) you know. So go figure. There's the extremes: the Jack Daniels versus the milk, you know. There (laughs) you go. um, Jack Daniels versus milk. You got Jock versus. uh, Uh, Casey. Um, You also sent me a question. Again, I know we got um, uh, a segue to the book there, but I'll get back to that later. The thing that you sent me a message about matches on New Year's and I was like thinking, oh, man, we have to do a history this week on uh," because I didn't get that. Mm -hmm. see it on the notes until this week and of course I misinterpreted that was the point so I'm going to tell you I haven't I have not I am not recalling even though I have wrestled on New Year's Eve show and and I've seen shows on a New Year's um i just not recalling special ones. I've even seen one here at the National Guard Armory, and I've put one on here at the National Guard Armory. Uh, saw one before I was in the business, a, a small, you know, local show, and then, then I put one on again, just part of a Smoky Mountain show. But but uh, I think you have a special one you'd like to talk about. I just don't have one on New Year's that I want to, you know, can bring sure. up off my head. Yeah. So, well, you know, let me just understand the question. Yeah, too, not I, a
0: problem. Let me ask you this, though. Since you've wrestled on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, whichever, what was your favorite match that you've done on that day?
1: Uh, that's pretty easy. It had to go back to uh, uh, probably uh, Chris Candido and myself, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that 93 run we had together. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I, you know why I take it back? I didn't wrestle Candido that night, I wrestled Prince Harris. Um I just <laughs> saw that someone. <laughs> i'm buried myself you cocksucker uh. <laughs> no um yeah i didn't wrestle him that that Chris that thanksgiving e that thanks shit the new year's eve when he got myself tongue-tied um no you know now that i said that i just caught myself like i said i i had already switched programs um and of course, those matches were only like you know five, seven minutes long. And and uh, 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 Robert, who was who was the uh, Prince Caris, was a hell of a good dude. I, I'd known him before. Um, I think as a fucking Rob, yeah, Rob was his name. I um, don't <clears throat> uh, Robert, but yeah, Rob was a really good dude, easy to work with. Um, I knew him from Bobby Fulton shows. Uh, yeah, those matches come to mind because of the time period, I guess. Um, but as far as favorite ones, I I couldn't also sit here and tell you one. Um, of the favorite ones. Like I said, Candido and I already finished up in Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, uh, I was already in the Prince of Charis by then. Um, after that, nothing comes to mind in WCW cause you're just going there and doing TVs, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you go to those TVs, none of those, those matches can be good. They really can. Same thing at Disney, but, um, they're not going to be, you know, outstanding fucking matches in, in, a, in, a, in an arena, that that everyone really wants to see this matchup, you know. Mm-hmm. Um this just has it, okay, on the whiteboard, you know, it's Bobby Blade versus Jeremy Vilmer today and you got seven minutes and, you know, that's that. But uh yes yeah, so and no. And nothing of the caliber I know of the kind of matches you're gonna be talking about. So Well uh why don't you up your match? Yeah,
0: so and I don't know I don't remember what this was. It was ESPN. I saw it on New Year's Eve. I don't remember the specific year. I wanna say it was 8586 somewhere in there and it's easy to go look up because it was the the match between Kurt Henning and Nick Bockwinkel for the AWA title. It went mm-hmm. to a 60 minute draw and I think I saw every move in Gene LaBelle's book that night in that ring. Man, uh, those guys, look, um, you know, Kurt Henning was great in the WWF, but he was a star in the AWA.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh um, he's such a great bump taker. If you go back and watch anything at WWF, he was such a – man, he was just such a fucking great bump taker, a great worker. He was Mr. Perfect, but in the AWA, he was just an all-around, just that good athlete, good wrestler, good worker. Uh, everything made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one thing about the AWA, especially working with Bockwinkle and with Vern running that territory the way they did. Um, I've seen that match a couple of times myself, but it's it's uh, out fucking standing, man.
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, it, it goes slower than I remembered, and I've said that a million times, but yeah, e- everything did.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: that's the first thing to realize that every match went yeah. slower. You know, yes, you're going to be in an Indian deathlock for three and a half fucking minutes, and that's it. I mean, that's what's happening. But um, yeah. it was just such a good match, and I, you know, I again, you're seeing holds that you don't see every day. I don't think either one of those guys in the AWA ever wrestled the same match twice.
1: I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. There's um, a, I've, I was just going to say, I've heard people criticize, you know, they'll say, well, if you watch Flair, it's the same match over and over, um, but it, but you watch a Bach winkle match, and we've talked about this yeah. a you watch a Bach winkle match, and no, it's not. And I, I think you're right with the AWA, all those matches were different. And you never any of those guys never did the same match again. You might see a spot here or there, a hold here or there, but it wasn't the same place, wasn't the same timing, and it was a reason for it, you know. Yeah. So.
0: And look, and you know, that's not cutting down on Flair. Flair did that same oh, match. No no. no, no, no. I just want to say that Flair did that same yeah. match because it fucking worked for every audience. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know because you know look I mean Flair that look that diving out over the turnbuckles flip is a million bucks. I want to say Ray Stevens created that, but I don't know that yeah, for sure.
1: We we <laughs> talked about that too. I think we're both in agreement. Um, I would say that there's someone in our list in the audience that, that may find some old footage of uh, someone else doing it but from everything I've heard and was told and seen uh Ray Stevens was the first to do it over the top rope flip out you know uh out into the audience out into the over into the apron or depending on what he wanted to do with you know roll back in the ring on it or or take a bump on the apron or again fly out into the audience with it so um I I'd say we're safe from probably saying at least to our audience um that that's who we think you know yeah up with that but um flair did that and it was great every time he did it and that getting
0: taking a couple shots wandering away with your fists up and then just falling flat on your face <laughs> yeah. i don't care how many times i saw that that was that was a great bit right there you know oh absolutely
1: absolutely and like then, you told me, don't mm-hmm. forget to turn your head kid <laughs> mm-hmm. well and and
0: here's the thing too it's like we forget probably now but fucking flair could turn it on in his day Oh yeah, and he was believable, and he could fucking Bobby. What was his in ring punch like?
1: Um, and it was you know you know it had to be the punch part was light as can be, just working punch. Mm-hmm. It was beautifully thrown. Uh, then he come back with that chop punch to the chin. Then boom, that big chop. You know, uh, fuck, working punch was great. Wherever he put it on the chin or behind the ear, depending on which way he was doing it, but didn't. Especially if he followed up that chop. The chop, you know, can be stiff as fuck the way it's supposed to be, Uh, and then the way he's going to present it, you know, with that fist and you know, tell you no sell, sell, no, you know, whatever it is. And um, then he'll, you know, if you when you fire up and fight back, he's going to clinch that fist, turn around, take the steps and. Boom, there's the big bunt, and that's the payoff, you know, and that's just getting your opponent over, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as well as yourself. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah. No, I, I again, go back to this Bach-Weekle-Henning match. That was a hell of a good match to be seen on New Year's Eve, man. Um, and some of these big cities, I imagine, um, you know, uh, guys our age, give or take uh, 10 years on either side of it, Um, you know, that's, you know, we'll say 30 to 60. That's a pretty broad range. I say a lot of our audience has really, um, you know, seen some good matches during the holiday season, especially a New Year's match. Just like we was talking, I think last week on uh, we had one show from Memphis. That was a weekly town. I was thinking about this when, we, when I was driving the other day. We kind of we threw out that you was talking about the payoffs on a Christmas Eve. That would be a, uh, you know, this what they was working for in those big shows. Mm-hmm. But then where are went over on Lawler uh, on that weekly. That see they'd have been back there the next week, so they they probably had a another payoff coming on on New Year's Eve show, you know, or New Year's Day show, um, you know what I'm saying, where it's a weekly town. So um, um, just just like this here, this this Bockwinkel hitting match, you know, they had built that up, you know, built that up over time. And you, that's what we've talked about before. It's just something that companies don't do any longer is, is, is build up a good angle to a good right. main event. Um, not even a cage match or – or any kind of specialty match, or they just a main event match, to take the time to build this, to build this, to build this, to where the two guys are meeting in the main event for a reason, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and I remember because going into this, they were both face, you know. Matter of fact, going into the rematch for this, they were still both face, you know, baby face people. <clears throat> but of course, old Larrys bisco got involved, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 Another great one. Yep. Okay, man. Uh, Let me throw out a quick plug for my books here, and then we'll shift gears a little bit. How about that? Sounds good to me. Uh, So, you know, folks, if you'd like to, I've got two books out there, and the professor here set up a shortcut to get to the uh, books that are on Amazon. And the show gets a little bit of a kickback if you go through these sites. Um, and it, believe me, it's just a little bit, but every little bit helps, and we appreciate it. Uh, my first book is called Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boostful Travel. I talk about Smoky Mountain, Japan, Australia, South Africa, all the places I've been, and just getting into the wrestling business. And um, it's got about 115 reviews on Amazon, so you can check it out. A quick way to get that is just go to tinyurl.com blazebook1. It'll take you right to it, you know. Um, And again, it it helps sponsor a show just a little bit, and we appreciate it. My second book, I kicked out on two, The Educational Wrestler. It's a little bit more about life outside the wrestling. I I talk about, you know, doing the Universal Studio tapings, WCW, a couple of the guys. um, You know, I talk about the Rock and Roll Express and Tracy Smothers, uh, just some other people. um, Put them over, of course, and, and talk about my friendship with different guys. Uh, you can get that book at slash blazebook 2 um, It talks. It's got a little uh, escort uh, stripper uh, stories in there, maybe, maybe not. It's got a few jokes in there at the end of it. Um, just some, it's just a fun read. And then I've got three other books or ebooks books um, and you can check them out when you visit my my author uh, page over there on Amazon. But again, pin me, pay me, have boostable travel. Go to slash blazebook one I kicked that on 2 the Educational Wrestler. Uh, go to tinyrail.com slash blaze. We appreciate it very, very much. And that's the last I'll mention of the books unless Jeremy has a question or anything and wants to throw anything out at me, and, and we'll go from there. Move on with the show.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Are you going to write a new book anytime soon?
1: <laughs> soon. <laughs> uh, I hope. I have uh, about two and a half, almost three notebooks full of notes A couple of things typed up, but very little. Uh, I'm working on one, I'll say that. And honestly, it should have been out, um, has nothing to do with COVID, I'll tell you that. But my goal was to get one out by March, and I was nowhere close to doing it by March. And then when... When this thing first started, where I had been sick at the first of the year, mm-hmm. and I added more notes to it, and then we was in lockdown, I just didn't feel like writing shit. Um, again, just just the mood, the darkness of the mood, not the um, not because I was sick or you know where I had been sick, you know as we talked about earlier in the year, but it's one of them things like uh, I just wasn't in the mood to write anything, you know. So um, I'm working on one, uh, as everyone says, you know, it's a work in progress. Um, I had I had a working title. Hey, ref, that was a quick count, um, and it just kind of was going to be dealing with life, you know, um, so sometimes you get that quick count. And i uh, just kind of got that on the back burner, to be honest with you. Um, I'd be lying if I say there's going to be one out this summer, but um, I'm working towards one, you know. Um, when I say summer, meaning six months from now, 2021, hopefully when I saw sunshine, unicorn, rainbows, lollipops, and uh Whatever else you like, waterfalls, I guess. But uh, uh, I, I, won't, I won't put that pressure on myself right now, Professor. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I've been working on, I, I'm still trying to choose the name, and I think what I've settled on is uh, pro wrestling the first 115 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's going to be an infographic book.
1: Nice,
0: uh, but and um, I hope
1: you do. I hope you write a book.
0: Well, I've been I've been about
1: that off air. You know, yeah, I've
0: been slowly picking at this one, trying to figure out graphics. But I'm also trying to do it with a narrative flow because I want to take it from 1905 forward and then like split off because, you know, there were matches in the 50s that set attendance records that weren't broken until like you know WrestleMania three,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: stuff like that. And I want to figure out the way to have it flow, but I also have to figure out a graphical look that'll stay consistent throughout it. And that's a little bit trickier to do. And then there's stuff like, you know, where, you know, when we get up to a certain point, where do I make room for Ricky Dozan? Because I need to do that before I can talk about Baba and, uh, Anoki later.
1: Mm -hmm. We need Mm -hmm. to have,
0: you know, so I'm, I'm still working on basically what I, what I've got are a bunch of flow charts that I'm plugging shit into until I can actually see, okay, this is the page layout, you know, this will be a graph, this will be a chart, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, well, I want to buy the first copy when you get it done, man. Well, no, thank you. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's. I guess we're going to do some trash talking. Um, I don't know, we're going to talk a little bit about COVID here in just a few minutes. Um, so, anyway, I, I don't know, I, I just kind of, we got a couple of things we want to talk about. Uh, uh, that's inevitable, and that's that Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you want to bring up anything about COVID right this second, or you want to jump into, uh, we've lost a couple of, uh, a wrestler here recently, and then we'll kind of do like a year review of some people we've lost as well. So, yeah, well, I, I don't know <laughs> if I set you up very good there. I just was asking, just, just talking at the bar, you know, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: let's, I want to, i want to do a couple things here. Um, I think 2020 may have killed NWA.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, uh, sadly, not real happy about that because that was the thing I was enjoying most yep. in pro wrestling. Yep. um you know, Mike Mills, this is I, I got to say something to you. I saw you pretend like you don't know who Lemmy Killmeister is, and uh, that's not fucking cool. Even playing around, everybody knows who, knows who Lemmy is. So, Mike Mills, watch your shit. Um, Damn. Well, just you know, you know, just just saying. Um, but yeah, 2020, I think, I mean Okay, this this happens every 100 years or so. I mean, 100 years ago it was the Spanish flu. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's never been like this before, but I'll tell you what, 7 billion people have never gone through an epidemic like this before. Yeah. Uh this is, you know, this is going to be the biggest just because the amount of people in the world. Uh a lot of industries are shutting down. Like I say, you know, I th- I think killed the NWA it appears that it's going to kill uh, the movie industry to a certain degree or at least the big screen movie industry um you know how many people are out there like my dad's sister who are losing their little shops and shit now yeah and um you know it it has been a really hard year and i feel like us as a people and i mean this for everybody around the world but i mean americans or whatever i i think we're not far from our fucking breaking point right now too
1: you know man I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do, and and, and we're kind of opposite in some directions that we we talk. Um, I'm just not going to get, I mean, it's 2020, and I'm not trying to be negative about it and hateful and nasty and this and that, but... I, I want to say this, Jeremy, I'm trying to remain optimistic and I'm, I'm hoping that hope is just over the horizon. Yeah. Uh, that's the approach I'm kind of taking. I mean, I'm being realistic. You know, I'm a realist as well, but I'm just saying, I'm hoping that hope is just over the horizon, man. Uh, as, as a as, as a human race, you know, as a fucking human race, I'm hoping a hope is just over the horizon. That's that's what I'm getting at, you know. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I didn't want to get, you know, shit-talking too bad, uh, uh, as bad as it is, because I knew you would have a more uh, insightful perspective than myself. Mine was more optimistic, and yours was like, eh, breaking point. Well, I'm hoping a fucking hope... <laughs> maybe i'm smoking a hopium you know what yeah. i'm saying
0: somebody needs to yeah uh, so,
1: but uh, but but i'm not giving up on hope man i don't know you know
0: yeah um with uh,
1: that said what are two next
0: well let's go ahead and talk about the last two days here um okay we'll bring up uh danny hodge passed away yes. friday
1: Yes, I think I, so. I, I believe... think he was 79, is that correct?
0: Um,
1: uh, could be wrong. I that, think he was. Uh,
0: 78, uh, 79, that sounds yeah.
1: right. Yeah. 78 maybe. Um Danny Hodge, youngsters no, right, If you don't know who he is, you need to go back and 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 read up on your Danny Hodge. I know uh, that is like JR's hero, uh uh Jim Ross's. And I watched, you know, uh Bill After and 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 several other people talking about Danny Hodge and went back. Uh you mentioned the Indian Deathlock while ago. I watched the Jerry Briscoe uh, Danny Hodge match that had uh, the Indian Deathlock in it actually. But Danny Hodge was just this tough son of a gun, man legendary grip strength uh he was known to go around and crush apples of course and he was still doing this up in the later years of his life but he had these vice grip like grip that would bring you to your knees i never met him um i would have loved to sh- shaking his hand because everyone has ever mentioned you know getting their hand uh a shake by danny hodge they knew you know they, they were shaking the hands of a real man but he was also <laughs> and i read this that he um he could take a pair of pliers and 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 break them with his bare hands just squeeze them so hard and that's one of those tests of strength you know back when guys used to do you know tearing phone books apart and and, and doing things like that driving a nail through into a telephone pole etc danny, danny hodge take them damn pliers they say and just squeeze them and bust a pair of plier, pliers with his hands um that's pretty amazing he was a two-time olympic champion uh, he was a he was a, he was the NWA junior heavyweight champion of the world. I'll let Jeremy talk about that in just a second. But he was three times NCAA college champ. Never lost a match in college. Um, I had forgotten this. I knew it, but I read it again today. Uh, he was the first wrestler on Sports Illustrated cover back in 1957, and to this day, he's the only man to ever win the NCAA national title as a wrestler. As well, that same year. He won the National Golden Gloves Boxing Championship. So that's pretty fucking impressive to be a a mat technician and also be able to stand on your feet and and, and knock motherfuckers down or out, you know, at least beat them on points. But, uh, yeah, so all due respect, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Danny Hodge, um, one of the all-time great junior heavyweight champions and world champions of the world, you know yep so
0: um okay, um, so so we we actually we we took a decade off his lifespan. he was eighty eight
1: okay 88 okay yeah,
0: obviously, I was thinking he was born in like 1940 for some reason, but he was born in 1932 um, okay but so when he was eighty years old, he stood on the uh, the floor of the uh, Oklahoma House of Representatives at eighty years old and crushed an apple with one hand okay (laughs) okay Uh, that is that is that old man kind of that farmer kind of strong you know like never
1: left him did it yeah
0: um so he there is a trophy out there called the dan hodge trophy and it is the amateur wrestling equivalent of a heisman trophy danny hodge is a big fucking deal uh from perry oklahoma so you know you want to know why jr probably loves him because he's probably up there with will rogers as far as like Famous Oklahoma. Oh yeah, go. yeah.
1: He said uh, he was up there. Also, uh, Jim Thorpe and Mickey Mantle. You know, yeah. he said these are famous Oklahomans. He said all of them to him. That was his hero, hero from a young age. Uh, and he mentioned several other ones too, like you know yourself there. But he said Danny Hodge to him was always his biggest hero. But uh, I'm sure a lot of people had different, you know, different heroes from Oklahoma. I'm sure Doctor Death Steve Williams was someone's hero. You know, from oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Mickey Mantle, obviously, you know. Uh, Will Rogers, as you mentioned, um, but, but still, um, Danny Hodge, man, well, fucking, you know, represented that state greatly. Yeah, he was trained
0: for pro wrestling by Leroy McGurk and Ed Strangler Lewis. Um, and on the night of his, let me see, was this his first National Wrestling Alliance junior weight heavy or junior heavyweight championship match against Angelo Savaldi. His father, Dan Hodge's father, entered the ring <laughs> and stabbed <laughs> Savoldi with a penknife so bad that Savoldi needed 70 stitches to close him up.
1: See, uh, I think you've told me that before. I, I forgot about that. Uh
0: um, yeah,
1: I think you told me about that.
0: Yeah, so Danny Shit. Danny Hodge Yeah, I I don't know what happened there, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's yeah. weird. But so Danny Hodge went on to carry the um The Junior Heavyweight Championship, so many times they put his name on it. Um, I believe his combined reigns are right near 5,000 days. I actually closed that page so I don't have it in front of me right at the moment. Yeah. Um, And, okay, so I had always had trouble keeping it straight in my mind. A Junior Heavyweight is equivalent to a Cruiserweight, roughly, if we were to put it in our modern terms, Right. So, 100, okay, yeah. I'm thinking 175 to 210 pounds, probably somewhere somewhere in that range.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Which ideally, probably around 200, definitely under 230. Um, I think 210 might be pushing it when you go professionally, and probably 175 be the lightest, lightest. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah you're probably right about one, 195 to 210, with 200 probably being ideal uh, of a bigger man. You know, one seventy five to one eighty, you could still be a big man yeah. if you had all that amateur wrestling and boxing. So, yeah, you're correct.
0: Yeah. So he, you know, he carried that title for a long time. That title was active from 1945 up until 2017. Okay. It was retired when uh, Billy Corgan bought the NWA. And it is also one of those titles that it absorbed the National Wrestling Association equivalent title into it when it became recognized as the true, legitimate Junior World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Okay. And again, I missed the NWA too, man. Shit. Um, they were doing some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's uh, a, that's a damn shame. Yeah. Um, but yep. so
0: Danny Hodge, you know, I mean, a great champion, a great man, a great Oklahoman. Um, yeah. You know, who passed away. Look, again, 88, the guy had a hell of a life. Yeah.
1: And great American held two different <laughs> Olympic teams. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. hell, there and, you go, representing the well, United States in the, in the Olympics.
0: And I didn't so. look, but I have to imagine served in the armed forces as well because he's the right age.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't check that out either, but yeah. um, he probably did. Well, we got one more. I don't know a whole lot about this man. I woke up to the news. I said you I think you said you went to bed to the news. Um I'll let you go ahead and announce it, and I, I don't have a whole lot to say and I don't mean that disrespectfully. No. I I've, I've watched several of his matches back when he was in WWF. I have probably have not seen any in a AWA or AEW as mentioned. I hadn't been watching much lately, so uh go ahead. I'm I'm sorry, just tell us about this last this person just passed away, I guess, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning.
0: Yeah. I am not there may, may are no, you rest in peace. Yeah, no real details have really come out as of as of my knowledge as of this time, besides it was of a non corona lung issue of some kind. But Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, his real name was John Huber apparently. Uh, passed away, I believe, Saturday, um, again, from a, a non current lung issue. You know, he's a 41-year-old man, so young, uh, had kids and a loving wife. I mean, it's just a shame yeah. to see somebody die, you know, that young. You know, honestly, yeah. and all on top of that, and not that this matters, but it seemed like his career was in an ascendancy right now, too, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, um, excuse me, everything I read... Everyone's talking about what a great guy he was, you know, um, just a good man, uh, husband, father, um, work ethic, you know, all those different things. He, he, everyone's putting him over. Um, of course, I expect nothing, you know, less than that. But uh, the people did say, you know, he he went above and beyond, you know, to, to be a good human being. So I, I admired that, too. So, yeah, absolutely. But I, did, I just didn't know much about him myself. Now, uh, not saying I wasn't a fan or was a fan, because I only saw a few of his matches when he worked as Luke Harper up in WWE.
0: So, yeah. Here, here's, here's a question for you, and this is, I mean, it's going to sound like I'm making light of a situation. I'm really not. I'm just curious. A guy that big with that Crazy hair and beard, takes the name Brody. Do you think they were trying to draw a straight line from him to Bruiser Brody? Uh,
1: very possible. Very possible. Um, I hadn't really thought about it. What I thought about was the name Lee, and you picking on Southerners with the middle name <laughs> Lee, Lee and Ray and Bo <coughs> Lamont. <laughs> Bo Regard regard uh you know Bo, and then uh like i said so i saw brody lee i was like uh um yeah maybe um but uh, again the size difference and then uh the the i think that had been a direct copy if they'd done boots and all that but yeah no nah, i don't know I, I don't have i don't have a really legitimate answer other than maybe he was a big bruiser brody fan and i hope that was the case you know oh, just, yeah uh, paying homage to to one of his idols you know yeah. what i'm
0: saying no that'd be so, cool um yeah. Oh, you bring that up. It's so Beauregard. I did look it up because I, I knew it had something to do with like something being a beautiful to behold. Beautiful, or, yeah, 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 yeah. So I looked it up and what it is, it's basically the French equivalent of easy on the eyes, is, is, okay. yeah, how, how that transfers out.
1: So well, it sound,
0: sounds like a sissy name to me, Bob. I was
1: going to say, but I know some other that aren't so easy on the eyes named Bo. Named name Bo. <laughs> Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> easy on the eyes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Lightning Loafers, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's you know, not not to make fun of gay people, but it does come across as a little bit. Did you ever see that movie, uh, Zorro the Gay Blade? <laughs> Yes. Now his brother Ramon while, but... Yeah. His brother Ramon wanted to find a more masculine sounding English name, so he went with Bunny Wigglesworth. Full regard <laughs> kinda sounds like that kind of name to me.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh man. We do drop some movie knowledge sometimes. I think we're gonna end one later on with some movie knowledge, but not right this second. Uh we got a few more uh wanna jump into a few more deaths of people we've lost in twenty twenty. Uh, we just kinda wanna uh, Throw this out there. Uh, Some of these are COVID-related. Many of them are not. But um, we just want to talk about some of the people we lost in 2020 as we reflect back on uh, this year on our podcast, if you will. Um, You ready to jump into that segment? Yeah, let's We'll mention some names, and we may or may not say anything about all of them or some of them. And I've got a whole list of that 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 Jeremy's not seen yet. So I'm going to feed him some names. He's got some. He's going to feed me. But anyway, you can go ahead and start it if you like, and and I'll kind of throw some in there too. However you want to do it, man. Sure. Well, let's. Um, Folding I off,
0: uh, I just kind of randomly grabbed a list, okay, and just started mm-hmm. pulling names off of it because we we, look, we lost a lot of people this year. Um. And these are these are all celebrities of one kind or another. But um my the first name I came across, and I actually don't think I caught that she had passed away, is uh from Goldfinger honor blackman. Mm-hmm. And do you know do you know who she played in Goldfinger, well, Bobby?
1: Uh, shit, I just saw this today. Um no, no Um they just showed two Bond girls that had passed away though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: No, tell me. Uh, well, so Honor Blackman played uh, Pussy Galore.
1: Okay, that would have been my first guess, but I thought was mm-hmm. too easy, so I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And
0: probably one of the greatest names in all of Bond history. Those pun, oh, you know, those pun names are running kind of thin. They're having a really yeah. hard time with them these days. But um, that's
1: uh, that's a good one. Uh, a good Pussy Galore. That's a good name. But you mentioned James Bond. We lost Sean Connery. Yeah. So just kind of put that. You got it right there with her. So that's why it kind of says, yeah, might as well write there. Man, I, I yeah. Um, we we mentioned him on our podcast when he passed away. But um, he set the bar for being a movie James Bond. You know.
0: Yeah. So, um, um, you know he was he was a truck driver and a bodybuilder when they first got him yeah. into acting. Um, I do remember there was a period where he was a Scottish tax rebel who couldn't live in the UK as well for a period of time.
1: And I just watched a interview with, uh, adorable Adrian street and back in the day, Adrian street and, uh, Sean Connery were both appeared on several physique magazines back in England back in the day when oh. he was doing the, the lifeguard work and the weightlifting and, and doing different jobs, odd jobs and stuff. Uh, he was, he was, uh, one of the uh, physique magazines back in the day.
0: Yeah, um I'm not so, shocked by that cuz like I said Sean Connery was a bodybuilder. He was kind of that yeah. um kind of like Ricardo Montalban. We forget he was a gymnast and a bodybuilder until you watch The Wrath of Khan and then you're like, "Oh, yeah. shit." Yeah. <laughs> um but you know, Sean Connery probably the ultimate James Bond. But yeah, uh yeah. he also played another one of my favorite roles which was Ramirez in Highlander.
1: Okay, which that's
0: that's a a great role. I mean, he just got to chew scenery with that character. It was great. Um, So over the top, you know, that was a lot of fun. And Zardoz, if you have not seen Zardoz, get a couple drinks or smoke a bowl, sit down and watch (laughs) it. Uh, You cannot say you are a film connoisseur until you have done so.
1: I will have to do so then. Yeah. Um, go ahead. We got a couple more here. I mean, we got several more, but however yeah. you want to do it. Well,
0: I was going to say in the other one, the other Bond girl you probably mentioned was Diana Rigg, who was Mrs. Peel yes. in the Avengers. Uh, okay. Diana Rigg has the um, the bizarre moment of being a Bond girl with George Lazenby. His only appearance is Bond. Okay. Um, okay. You know, probably, and I, I'd say for in her time, probably one of the most beautiful women on the planet, uh, Diana Ooh. Rigg. Yeah. Um, and then she also, the you know, ending out her career, she played the hard uh, as nails uh, leader of a family in um, Game of uh, Game of Thrones on HBO.
1: Yes, I saw that. That they they did put that picture up on YouTube. Yeah. On a on a video I was watching, they put that up there. Yeah. One of some of her dialogue. Oh yeah, she was she uh, was badass. Anyway, throw out some more, then I'll or you want me yep. to drop some more. Well, here, you do I'll,
0: I'll, I'll hit you with a couple here, and then we'll let you read a few, okay? Uh, okay Chadwick sure. Chadwick Boseman from Black Panther, that one was mm-hmm. a shock. I did not know he was sick. Um, yeah. He was a young guy, you know, uh, again, you know, not that it matters, but his career was on an upswing, and he was great in yeah. the Marvel movies, but <clears throat> you know, I'm sorry to hear again of such a young man passing. Pat Patterson, who we talked about just a couple weeks ago. Yep. You know, again, being in the quote-unquote San Francisco wrestling market, Pat Patterson was a huge, 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 I don't know if I can say it enough, huge star here. Right. Gigantic. Um, And again, you know, that kind of shies away from the fact that he was just a creative genius when it came to pro wrestling as well. Right. Uh, We also have uh, the uh, Road Warrior Animal passed away this year. We did a
1: special on him this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, season four, I think. Uh, we, we improvised, uh, we moved one podcast back there for, well, heck it might've been season five. I don't recall. Anyway, earlier this year, folks, when I say in season, just the way we categorize, excuse me, categorizing. them. But yeah, we lost animal this year. One, one of the road warriors, um, keep going there, professor. Okay. I'll, then I'll, I'll feed you some whenever you're ready.
0: Sure. Ken Osmond, uh, mm-hmm. better known as Eddie Haskell from leave it to be yeah. Oh, yeah. gee, nice, uh, nice, pearly gates you have here, Saint Peter. <laughs> uh, David Prowse, who was an uh, English bodybuilder who also played the Darth Vader in the suit on the original Star Wars trilogy. He also played, um, in a couple of Hammer ho- horror films, he played Frankenstein. Um, but he's a great big man. Um, Vader, Darth Vader is as intimidating as he is, as much because of the actor in the suit as because of James Earl Jones' awesome voice.
1: Right.
0: Uh, Jeremy Bullock passed away. Now, Jeremy Bullock is the first person to play Boba Fett on the screen, Um, Mm. which is kind of cool because Boba Fett was introduced. Every kid my age was like, you know, thinking he was a badass. But really, he shows up in one movie and he gets hit with a stick and falls into a giant sand vagina in the next movie. Was not a badass. But the thing is. They've redeemed this character now with the show Mandalorian, and they did show him being a total badass, but right before that episode, Jeremy Bullock had passed away. Um, Carl Reiner and Jerry Stiller,
1: two yeah.
0: two of the funniest men on the planet.
1: Yeah, um, I put with them. Um, I had James Lipton mm-hmm. and also Fred Silverman uh, because of NBC. Oh yeah, um, wow. just in the latter years, some of those guys. You know, of course, obviously, had uh, shows on on all the different networks. But yeah, <clears throat> uh, Carl Reiner and Jerry Stiller. Oh uh, man, fuck. Yep. Um, Eddie uh, Van Halen. Yeah, and, and you know what. Uh, let's put this one with them. Neil Peart passed away oh, yeah. Rush. So anyway, go back to Eddie Van Halen. Again, I'm not trying to over-talk. I'm just throwing – no, 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 something no. We, I had categorized that that one on the list. So, yeah, two great musicians right here. Uh, man, Eddie Van Halen at 65 years old. Um, man, and uh, considered one of, if not the greatest guitar player of all time. Do yourself a, play, a favor and go listen to Eruption – um, get the live version if you can from uh, – uh, that's on YouTube where he goes into about 13 minutes of it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, listen to any Neil Peart uh, drum solo you want or just a Rush song, and you'll be damn sure to hear some great drumming. <laughs> so well, yeah, but he, he,
0: also, he also wrote a lot of their uh, songs and lyrics.
1: Yeah, very <clears> deep, <throat> meaning uh, uh, the Leatherman letter, just uh, deep uh, – Deep lyrics, yeah. deep meanings for Rush. So,
0: um, um, I Let me see here. So for Eddie Van Halen, I'd say go listen to the album Fair Warning. Okay. You yeah. gave
1: him Fair Warning just now.
0: Yeah. And I, for Rush, listen to anything except their first album because Neil Peart was not in the band on the album Rush. So yeah. Skip that one if you're trying to check him out. <clears throat> Uh, Hugh Downs, for those of us who grew up, uh, in the seventies and eighties, he was the host of, uh, 2020 with Barbara Walt. Oh, 2020.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's when I saw that one, I was like, holy fuck. Cause someone put on there, uh, again, I just saw like a tweet or something to, to someone I don't think they are trying to make light of it, but it's kind of like, Fuck, you know it's bad when Hugh Downs dies in 2020. I'm like, fuck, you know, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, anyway, I know you got a, another one there. Did yeah, I, I got one more. One there? more
0: I got to mention here, and that's Max von Sydow. Yeah. Uh, now this guy was in everything. He was everywhere. Um, he was in The Exorcist, but for me, two of his most major roles. One was as Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon. Uh, where he was anything but subtle. <laughs> and the other, one of my favorite, and it's just such a minor role, one of my favorite things he did was King Osric in uh, Conan the Barbarian.
1: Okay. And he
0: has them snatched up off the streets and brought to him, and there, he can only find two of them because uh, the Subatai is missing. And he's off getting drunk in a whorehouse. But he goes, where's your where's your third friend? And uh, Sandal Bergman looks at him and goes, uh, the lions in the garden ate him. And he looks at them and goes, (laughs) the lions ate him. And right then, his guards bring him in. The lions (laughs) ate him. Oh, that was such a great scene. But, yeah. Oh, man. So, those are the the names that just, um, you know, not that these guys were more important than anybody. They were just the names that jumped out at me.
1: Well, I'm just going to add a couple more. uh, I mean, a few more, if you don't mind. Uh, Some some of the other... I'm just going to throw these out there, like, uh, for the Black Lives Matter, we mm-hmm. lost, like, George Floyd, uh, uh, Audrey, uh, uh can't think of her name, but Breanna Taylor from Kentucky mm-hmm. in Louisville, that was a big deal. Yep. Um, that, and just I'm just, again, just putting it out there not to be uh, uh, politically correct or, or socially correct or anything, just just letting you know that, you know, we do pay attention to, to, to what's going on. Well, we mentioned that before when the riots were going on, et cetera. Just letting you know. But uh, Bill Withers um, – great performer um you know somebody to lean on, lean on me, brother, you know that's a great song um man, uh onepri uh, um When I read this, I had to read the whole story. It was in L.A. Times with Ralph uh, Rafer Johnson, rather, uh, 1960 Olympian. He was the first black uh, captain for the Olympic team. Uh, He won gold in the decathlon. I thought that was pretty – I read that article, and it was just so moving, man. And he was was one of the ones that helped uh, uh, early on. Um, with the 1984 Olympics in LA being a part of that, and he was the one at the age of 50 he lifted he lifted the torch in the 84 Olympics. Oh, okay. So I thought that was and that was a guy's name uh, Rayford Johnson that when I was about so in, in the city. You know, that's a few years before I was born. But when I was about, you know, 12, 13, 14, uh, the 76 Olympics uh, were were really, I remember the 72 Olympics to an extent, but the 76 ones when I really started getting into the Olympics at, you know, 12, 13 years old. But um, I remember that name, Rayford Johnson, man, what an athlete he was. Um, Recently, uh, a guy from uh, West Virginia here, well known throughout the world, of course, was uh, uh, Chuck Yeager, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote the speed of sound. I think he passed away just a few weeks ago. Um, again, I'm just things that I had written down. Um, I, I didn't do a whole lot of research when I, I just kept it, was just stuff that I was following, you know. Um, uh, just through the main news, I guess. Oh, country music lost uh, John Prine, Kenny Rogers, and Charles Pride, Charlie Pride. Um, uh, Helen Reddy also. Um, The uh, Broadway, I didn't write these people's names down, I should have, but there was at least six, maybe seven different Broadway performers, even though Broadway had been dark lately. um, uh, There's about seven performers that were like mainstream performers on Broadway passed away. Um, uh, Justice uh, Ruth Baden Ginsburg passed away. Um, That was a big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I'm just going off the stuff that I may have, you know, that I've seen on my Twitter and I was like, not a not great memory, but I'd write something down, uh, you know, i write their name down or what have you. I, uh, uh, the guy that wrote Forrest Gump, his name's Winston Gruen, I think, Gruen. Um, I'm not sure about that, but anyway. Also, Terry Jones from Monty Python, um, that was just one I'd read. Now, this one here, I had to go back and look. Catherine um, uh, Johnson from NASA, she was the one that helped. Uh, she had the, the, the code uh, for the first the moon landing. She was the one oh, punching yeah. the numbers, you know, for uh, uh, the last two. Oh, Kobe Bryant, throw that one out there. Man, that was – That I was my a shocker, texted. yeah. I was, I was at the gym and uh, got a text from my brother, and I was like, fuck, is that real, you know, because he was asking me, was it real? And I was like, holy shit, uh, you know, it was a shocker. These last two, um, uh, uh, world-known, but in America um, – as far as TV, if you, you cannot turn your TV on and not see, uh, Regis filming, uh, (laughs) uh, cause he done every fucking show coming and going from way back in the day. And then also the great, um, uh, Canadian, and he took pride in being a Canadian, but I think he had dual citizenship as an American, uh, Alex Trebek man from jeopardy. That was a, uh, he died like a man, you know, he, 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 he announced that he had stage four cancer, and um, he said, you know, I just skipped right by one. I'm not a sissy, and I'm not playing around with number two. He was making light hard over it on a Barbara Walters special. But um, yeah, we lost Alex back. And I think, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch more. I did not leave anyone off intentionally. Hell, in fuck, I know there's a bunch more. Yeah. Uh, it happens every fucking day. But uh, we we just wanted to to kind of put that out there. I'll just say this, Jeremy. So before we close out or. Uh, try not to make light of all this and stuff. Betty White is still alive at 98 by God, and I'm telling you, there's still fucking hope on horizon, professor. <laughs> That's did you what I'm know? Saying.
0: Did you know Betty White was born before sliced bread? So, sliced <laughs> bread is literally, literally the best thing since Betty White.
1: There you go. Yeah. I like that.
0: I um like-
1: believe you
0: too yeah yeah it's um you know again i i think it's easy to focus on the bad of 2020
1: yeah
0: um and and 2020 is an arbitrary date i mean for the jewish people we're in year 6000 something for the chinese people we're in year 5000 something i think uh 2020 is just this very arbitrary thing you know some people's year doesn't start in january it starts on the the lunar new years you know, so, I mean, it's an arbitrary thing, but it does seem, when you look at it, like a lot of stuff is gone on this year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Um, I'll, steal a
1: bit from, uh, I'll steal a bit from Mitch Hedberg, you know, they don't have the 13th floor uh, in hotels because it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're staying in room 1401... <laughs> you know where you're at. You still know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you jump, you're just going to die sooner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so anyway, it's just been a year. Um, It might have seemed like 18 months or two years. But, hey, like I said, uh, hope hasn't tapped out, man. Hope is on the horizon. And hope might make a fucking comeback, Jeremy. You never know. Um, I know you had something funny to finish this up here with. And uh, uh, to be honest, I had seen the movie, and I I started cracking up because I was like, I don't recall that exact scene because he was busting balls the entire time during that movie. So I went back and watched the clip. I watched two different clips of, of just some catchphrases. So I know you wanted to have something to say. Uh, I was just trying to set you up there for Ford Fairlane. What to, to tell me that? That was funny. Well, the,
0: there's there's repeated scenes in that in yeah. the, in the movie Ford Fairlane, which was the Andrew Dice Clay. I yeah. doubt this movie has aged well. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it Yeah, has I doubt some,
1: it's aged well. <laughs> yeah, it had
0: some funny, funny bits, but I think there's a scene there where it's Robert Goulet, I think, is who he's talking to.
1: He does it twice as Robert Goulet, and then he does it to, um, uh, uh d- 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 shit, um, John a blank, uh, another comedian, uh, Gilbert Goffrey. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a couple of them.
0: But he, he goes to give, he's give you know, toasting another guy and he's, going you know, here's yeah. to you, uh, buddy. Here's to you sucking my Sucks
1: dick. my dick, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about 2020, you know?
1: You uh, sent that, I just started cracking up. I knew I had to see it. Yeah. You Um, know, uh, 2020,
0: (laughs) you know, you can suck my dick and don't let the door hit you on the way out. I won't even leave cab money on the nightstand for you. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, Um,
1: He'll prick you. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, all I gonna say is, listen, hope is on the horizon. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, You know, we're not making light of COVID. We're not making light of the deaths, nothing like that. We just wanted to get a podcast out, uh, try to have a good time, fill you in on some podcasts. You know, just life itself just goes on one of the specials. Uh, We should be back as scheduled. Um, I'm going to go ahead, Professor, if that's okay, to give some hope. Our our next three episodes, can I give those out? Yes, absolutely. Okay. As we as everyone knows we were doing the, the the manager of a territory to introduce the territory then we were doing the territory and then we're finishing off a major star in that territory um, and we've done you know uh, uh, Gary Hart Texas and Gino we've done uh, uh, Jimmy Hart Memphis and Jerry Lawler so what's coming next is JJ Dillon, the Carolinas or JCP and of course the nature boy Woo! Rick Flair mm-hmm. that should be our next feed podcast providing uh, provided that nothing, you know, comes up or, you know, uh, stops us. Uh, But that's what we'll be working on. We should be back on a regular schedule. Uh, After that, we do have some ideas where we're going. We've had a couple people send in a couple ideas also. But those should be our next three episodes, and I hope everyone enjoys them. I think they will. I think we've got a lot of uh, JJ fans, a lot of um, uh, Carolina JCP wrestling fans, and I know we've got a shitload of Ric Flair fans. So I hope we can do all three of those podcasts justice. Uh, with that said, I'm gonna do my sign off. Listen, be kind out there, people be, but you know, you just practice kindness. I can tell you, uh, have a little gratitude for what you do have. I do. I know that, but also be kind to yourself, man. Don't beat yourself up all the time. I have a real problem with overthinking things sometimes or beat myself up over it. And I have to step back from it and say, look, man, you know, when you, you forgive other people, forgive yourself sometimes, you know, and, um, Anyway, I just want to say, I personally hope everyone, I wish everyone of our audience members a very, very happy new year. Okay? That's that. And I'm out. Close out, Professor.
0: All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us again this week. As Bobby says, we'll be back with regular style programming next week discussing J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, no, wait. <laughs> uh, discussing J.J. J. Dillon um but uh yeah thank you everybody for listening it's been great to be back that's probably the, one of the best things that happened in 2020 is getting the show back Aim together that. thank yeah. you yeah yes uh probably the second best thing that happened in 2020 for the show was probably having uh, ron fuller welch on um mm-hmm. that that guy had always been on my list of want to must uh interview type people so it was awesome to have it happen i mean i didn't really interview him but we had him on he, you know and that's that, yeah. that's that's enough But that being said, uh, everybody, you know, let's get rid of 2020. Let's get into 2021 and have a great year Uh, for the late Tex Johnson, for myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Baby New Year Bobby Blaze. (laughs) Bye bye, everybody.